All right. Welcome to episode, was this 13? 13. Live from the ley line. What's it called? Um, unlucky number 13. Ooh, the cursed episode. Yeah. Well, we're very <laughs> lucky. Rebellion. Here we go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're lucky to be accompanied by Dr. Zane Newitt here today in the house. Yes, sir. Hey, guys. I'm, I'm just thankful to be here. What you guys are doing is really important, and I'm just, uh, honored to be some small part of it yes, oh, sir. we're honored to have you man we're very excited for this one this is my father um a lot of people out at sporting events and stuff like that like to call us brothers i'm like thanks hell yeah <laughs> compliment for him I hell guess. yeah it is that's a two-sided <laughs> compliment insult situation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we both got some type of way to feel about it that's <laughs> um, um so, uh, Dad, you just sent me a video on Instagram today. Um, what are they trying to do to the Constitution? They're trying to merge some World Health Organization type stuff into it? Well, it doesn't take uh, – you don't have to be a genius in algebra to know what words like all mean. Yeah. In, in our Constitution, the Founding Fathers were in their brilliance said – all legislative power is here invested in a Congress of the United States. Yeah. Knowing the corrupt nature of government, they loaned power to our representatives for all lawmaking powers, because then when they become corrupt, as they will, then you have at least a chance in hell of throwing them out of office and doing something about it. Well, what we're seeing now is a lot of... Um, a lot of treason by way of treaty where our government enters into treaties or accords with foreign entities such as the World Health Organization, the UN, etc. And it's an end run around our constitution because the treaties have the effect of law. So um, we're not bound by them. They're not legally binding. They're wholly contrary to everything our country was founded upon. But here we go. The WHO has issued this global pandemic treaty, which basically creates, I think they said on the on the video today, over 300 different yeah, amendments 300. that use a crisis, as always, as a pretext, in this case, a health, a health crisis, to take away our essential liberties. So, so it's here we go again on a worldwide scale. People just understood that only Congress can make law, not the executive branch, not some judge, um, and certainly not some foreign or international entity. So that was the nature of the article. It's really okay. scary shit. And that's set to be ratified and put into place within the next 12 months. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. God, that's terrifying. <clears throat> terrifying. Yeah. This is what the Constitution was written for. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's important to remember the Constitution doesn't give you rights. It's not some magical right giver, but it does. the. It's the best, you know, in the tradition of the Magna Carta and some other amazing documents over the course of kind of Western civilization. It codifies rights that you already have. Naturally. I was going to say, so you say it doesn't give us rights because we have God given rights. That's right? correct. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, but, but it does the best in any kind of experiment of human government of at least capturing the six or eight things the government should do and otherwise leave you the hell alone yeah, so, yeah. right right Man. um yeah i think that's a perfect segue into uh 
I think we both wanted to ask you, when did you, uh, dad, when did you essentially, I don't want to say wake up, but when did you wake up and get involved so heavily in politics? Yeah, you were like we, 17, right? Yeah, we kind of use that term wake up. I mean, it you yeah. do go from kind of a sleeping and not that people that are asleep are less intelligent, but they either have blinders on or just haven't been made aware of um, what's going on around them. But for me, it was at a young age. Now I grew up, I was in the, in the, I was a nineties, uh, teenager. Yeah. And at that time there, you know, you couldn't go, there was no Google machine at that point. You actually had to go to a library. Even yeah. at that, the internet was just <laughs> newly being stood up and information you could find it, but you had to really diligently put in your work to, to read it. So things that the two of you are already, you're, I was more naive at 17 or 18. Um, whereas, gosh, when Avery was 14 or 15, he already probably had a foundation and things that I didn't pick up on until I was between 18 and 20. But anyhow, I was just grounded in classic Rush Limbaugh, vanilla mainstream republicanism, meaning mm -hmm. I thought best man wins, free market, small government, basic fundamentals that just said, you know, if two people, you know, have the freedom, whoever wins the race should win the race. Those types of concepts were sort of drilled into me from a young age. Um, and then I started to observe as I was dabbling in politics that the Republican Party, to just name them, um, court people that are liberty minded or believe in freedom, but then chronically and consistently and by design, then betray those very people. So, for right. example, take anything, you know, the federal and this is more so about the federal government. So when we say the government shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that, there might be a place at the state or local level on a small basis to have some involvement. But when you talk about things like education, agriculture, energy, entertainment, you name the field, the government that article one section eight of our constitution enumerates the powers that the state loans to the federal government 90% of the fucking shit they do is nowhere to be found, meaning it's not a lawful power that we, the people have said, yeah, the government should be involved in that. So what I learned, found at a young age is the Republicans, instead of asking the fundamental question, should the government be involved, they would just come in and say, we're going to spend 10% less than the other guys on this initiative and then call that conservative. <laughs> yeah. So they, so it was like a funny math, you know, the Democrats are going to spend $10 on some initiative. The Republicans are going to spend eight and then call that a savings of two. No, <laughs> you spent eight of, right. of Cameron's child's money, his child's child's money. Cause we can get into the printing money out of nothing thing. I'm yep. sorry. Sure, yeah. we'll get there. We um, will. So at a young age, I just kind of have a rudder on of basically just not being bullshit. Like it's like you're you're asking me to give my time, talent, or treasure, whether it's you know, you know, you know, getting involved in events or organizing or hitting the phones. And really what they're doing is kind of a technique of gatekeeping and taking a block of people that the three of us 
you know, the great thing about freedom is, and the wonderful thing is we're not all going to agree, but we have that foundation in the fact that the state should leave us the hell alone. Um, and we should, you know, we should have a free debate in the, in the market of ideas, not censor and control one another. So people that are liberty minded, whether it's a libertarian, a constitutionalist, people of that ilk were basically at that point in time, there was, weren't a really a lot of alternatives. You would be courted by the Republicans and then they would just simply betray you. So something was just not sitting right with me. Um, and then my waking up as a, many 90s people who had a little bit of that foundation was really born in three events um, in no particular order. They all happened around the same time. But Ruby Ridge, um, mm -hmm. so Randy Weaver, um, <clears throat> he was entrapped by a federal agent for having hit the barrel on his gun. Remember, shall not be infringed but the barrel on his gun was too long they tr they trumped up a bunch of false gun charges on him staked him out shot his family he happened to live but that was a huge i remember, I remember that i think they yeah. did a documentary about that on yeah Netflix. So, so i'm a in the 90s you got the big three for me were ruby ridge it's like this isn't a conspiracy theory the federal government is creating ongoing pretexts to take your firearms which and all all rights hang on the ability for us to put a bullet in that whatever stormtrooper is at the door trying to <laughs> take our yep. the right to hump who you want worship how you want do whatever you want with your dirt if you can't pick up a sword or a gun and defend yourself Every right hangs on the Second Amendment. So you I have agree. Ruby Ridge. So I, I can't recall my age, 17 or 18. Um, Oklahoma City bombing. Mm -hmm. you know, before before Building 7 just fucking pancaked on itself magically. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, um, Bush Cheney declared war on the world um, unconstitutionally. Um, you had Oklahoma City bombing. And that was hu a huge formative event in my life. Uh, just like things you all could rattle off the fact that um the the main alleged actors were already identified within an hour you knew all of their background they yeah. have to be right-wing kooks with mental stability instability issues one of the two terry nichols was immediately shot and killed pretty <sighs> much on the spot uh timothy mcveigh they threw him in a nut house forever um the physics of how this rider truck somehow took out this federal building didn't make sense the fact that there are no federal agents working that day the daycare was empty all these facts lined up to say oh this is probably what we now call i didn't know the lingo back then a false flag operation yep. um yep. way back in the 90s so i didn't have all the facts i didn't put it all together but i knew there was more than meets the eye at oklahoma <laughs> city um for sure, it seemed like a big charade. Um, and then the last one was Waco. So yeah. you had the Branch Davidians, Janet Reno rolls up with the actually you violates um, posse comitatus, uses the military against civilians. Again, you, in this country, were they religious nuts? Yeah, but you have the right to be a religious nut. Correct. So I have the right to be a kook and I'm a might be opposed to my version of your kookery, but you know, it's like Voltaire says, you know, I, I disagree with what you say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. I um, love it. 
yeah, so they rolled up the tanks and took out those Branch Davidians, just flattened them. Yeah. You know, kids died, women died. Yeah, women and children, yeah. Yeah, so and the common up. thread for those three events was there. it's similar to 2016. There was a populist, freedom-oriented movement going on. And then back then they used the word terrorist. So to be a Christian <laughs> gun owning freedom lover of any flavor became a bad word overnight back then in the nineties. Oh, and they used those three events to say, Oh, look at these bad right wing, mean white Christian males and, and off it went. So what you all are living through is on a much, and your generation is at a much louder magnitude and scope but the the playbook has been pretty similar for a long time. So that oh, kind yeah. of woke me up. The final thing I'll share, and then kind of turn it back over to you all for questions or what you know, next part of the conversation is um I was running for office at a young age and I was asked to go join a particular secret society. I said, um, you know. This is very cliche. I think I'm stealing from a movie, Avery, called yeah. Anything secret and elite cannot be good for, yeah. for our neighbors. Yeah. Um, so I kind of investigated this particular secret society. They were having one of their look at me charity events that they do. Yeah, I kind of pretended like I had to go to the restroom or whatever. I went upstairs into the the you know the sanctum sanctorum where they do all their ritual work this was in glenwood springs on one side of the wall they have lists on golden placards of all their past worshipful masters what a humble name for the person that presides over all the ritual work in the lodge right um <laughs> yeah just call it like a president or quarterback or something worship <laughs> quarterback um, it's a list of every noteworthy republican lawyer construction dynasty politician as far back as like into the 1860s yeah but amazing thing on the other side of the wall list 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 was guess what all the democrats and it was the biggest same thing dynastic families that have been in garfield county for 100 years and at that i was like 18 or 19 year olds years old and i said forget about what happens at the hollywood level or whatever well if it happens here it's, it's bigger at that level yeah. i said our own backyard that means 0.0001% of the population represents your 100% of your choices at the at the market when you go to vote you know, there is no choice no. so even though they're pretended enemies it was the same fucking boys club running both parties so so that's when i kind of got out of uh, I forever said, I'm not going to have anything to do with the Republican Party. And then I went and joined um, the Constitution Party. And again, joining a third party, there are some arguments that you definitely are less effective. It's I don't have a magic wand answer to this, but on principle, I said, I can't run with people that pretend to be for freedom and ultimately are just the opposite. They just kill yeah. you a little bit slower right. than that they're counterparts on the other yeah. side so that's yeah. that's that so <clears throat> yeah so obviously wow. um obviously i was raised on all this stuff and i knew it for a long time but i was uh 12 or 13 just getting into middle school and i really really would hear the stuff that you would say and then it's kind of how me and cameron became friends i would hear the stuff you'd say i'd go really I'd go and watch videos, do my own research, and then I would go straight to school and I would talk to Cameron about it. Awesome. You know, then Cameron yeah. would go and 
come yeah. back the next day and be like, have you heard about this? And I'm like, holy shit, you're showing me stuff now. Yeah. Right. Um, hey, for- iron sharpens iron. That's how you learn stuff right there. Yeah. Goddamn what right. really, really, really blew my mind was when I watched a video about um, how Disney <laughs> – we did a whole episode on this. They filled their stuff with subliminal messages. And I was like, holy cow. I grew up loving Disney, even the princess movies. I don't care. Dude, they're awesome. Loving Great it. movies. Loving it. And then I was like, holy shit. They're putting dicks and dildos and <laughs> cuss words and yeah. all kinds of stuff in their movies. And I learned about Walt. And I was like, hold that, that really blew my mind. Yeah. Um, you want, what about you, Cam? Um, yeah kind of the same awakening my stepdad had showed me bohemian grove Ah. and that's where i kind of awoken to this and he was talking about you know the bush family and cheney and how they were working together to the war they were one was destroying one was building and they were both making money switching it back and forth to each other amen and that that's when I got into secret societies because I was learning about Bohemian Grove and I was like, what are they doing? I saw the cremation of care. Yeah. Ritual, and it was, gave me super like evil satanic vibes. And I was like, I don't know. I've, I've always been a fan of horror. And so that was the yeah. side of conspiracy I delved into was like the dark demonic shit. I know we talked about like end days that were coming all the time and like oh, yeah. potential antichrists that were around or whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how I got into <laughs> all this shit. Yeah. Yeah, similar. And, you know, in the horror genre, some of them are working to expose that through that that genre. Like there's a lot of truth encrypted in horror films as well. Oh, yeah. It's not all and it's kind of like with anything. It's not all bad guys out there. End quote in this great movie that we're participating in. Some of them try to get the truth out there through different forms of media as well. Yeah. yeah, I would say Stanley Kubrick was trying really hard to get this. Yeah, that's a out. great example. Yes. And then he made Eyes Wide Shut and and then dies <laughs> almost immediately. Like, and that yep. movie is very telling about secret societies, ritual, satanic abuse, yeah, sexual, like sex magic, you know, yeah, all the shit they're using at these high levels to maintain this power. Um, yeah, yeah, very scary stuff. Yeah. So uh, when Avery was young, I used to go on a speaking panel. Um, it was called Ministry to Masons. I don't know if Avery remembers this, but our whole objective was to help people get out of the lodge. And during that time, we encountered children that had suffered SRA or satanic ritual abuse at the same time that the official public narrative was that it was made up by conspiracy theorists and didn't exist. That was a really interesting chapter of my life, just actually doing some of that work and seeing some of those kids and their like their whole being is systematically shattered. They're there, but not there. Mm-hmm. Um, like Manchurian candidate. I mean, they're it's almost a little bit of a Pavlovian lever on certain keywords kind of yep. calls them to do things. So yeah, it gets, it goes way down the rabbit hole, but that stuff is re- is real because when you're mega, 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 mega wealthy and you can't put any more, you can't put money in that hole. The the mega elite, they turn to all kinds of things to fill that God size hole in them. And it goes as deep and dark and nasty and satanic as you can, as the human mind can imagine. Yeah, they have to um, keep upping the ante. Yeah. yeah. You know, have you guys seen the leaked video of the British kids? They're like under eight. I think they're eight and seven. Um, and I'll find the names and we should almost link it because this is important. But um, there's a leaked video of them being interviewed and they are 
they're explaining how they were rescued, right? They're rescued from satanic rituals or whatever. And in the video, they are talking about how the the they called him Papa. Of course, they would call him Papa, their captor. Um, he would make the kids kill the babies. Have you guys seen that video? No. Oh man, it'll blow your mind. They would make those. Is that Jimmy Seville, or is this more of a recent thing? Is that back from that? It's old. It's old. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, he was the head. He was kind of the main. He was the the Epstein to the the Lizard Queen at that point. (laughs) Yeah, that's um, that's probably exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sinister stuff. You can't imagine. So. Um. Fucked up. One thing we wanted to talk about, I've mentioned before on the podcast, Dad, how um, you kind of feel like there's still a way to fight and get back. Whereas my viewpoint, I'm kind of to the point where I just want to go out and hang these evil people. <laughs> I just want to burn it down. And uh, so me and Cameron were interested in hearing from you. Like, how do you think it's salvageable at this point? Well, I do think I I don't think mankind is getting better. I yeah. Think- fallen and getting worse so i do agree with you on that it's more of the um it's the complex decision as a parent and business owner on when do you take up arms yeah it's not that you're compromising you know even by being on this podcast the wrong person hears it i have and that's fine i have a hundred employees let's say each one of them has a spouse and two kiddos talking about three 350 souls that i'm accountable to so a lot of like-minded people like myself it's not that we're compromising we're just trying to figure out a way forward right Right. because i i'm still accountable for providing for your mom you know the family yeah Uh, but also if we don't there's not going to be anything left to fight for if we don't do something. So, so I, the the reason you hear me, I don't think we can fix this place through politics, but it's just figuring out in your local influence, how do you stand up for it and buy another day of freedom, another day of freedom before it is a full on. There's a line of thinking that says they want to create a full on, war because they know they have more toys than we do and we will lose and that will immunitize the eschaton because it'll just fast forward the the agenda 2030 just make it that much faster but then part of you saying well the the founding fathers were taxed at an aggregate rate of two percent and put bullets in people's heads yeah the theft that happens to the three of us is around you really can't stack them all up income tax which is a communist progressive tax a direct oh, no. tax that's not the government's business what we make but i digress Set sales tax um property tax inheritance tax capital gains tax you're looking at 40 or 50 percent of what you work your ass off to earn is stolen from you yeah. the founding fathers just hazarded their lives and took up arms. So I probably like you guys, I waffle a little bit. Like I don't, I'm still trying to find my way on when do we just actively fight against this versus teaching people, educating people, having, um, having civil resistance where you just say, I'm not going to go along with this. I'm not going to pay the fine. I'm not going to be gagged. I'm not going to, you're not going to shut my business down. So I kind of just don't know, Avery. I mean, what are thoughts do you have a set of criteria for when enough is enough i mean that's what we all need to come together and have like what what are the three things that are gonna that we're gonna say we're not we're going 
we're going to go with the the bullet box the, the from the ballot box to the bullet box now I um i would say probably when they are finished buying up the rest of the farmland and they force people out of suburbs and send them into cities i think where they okay. literally come door to door and they're like you can't live here we've bought the land you have to go live in this city stacked on top of each other yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's probably, like, that'd probably be you, the line yeah, it sounds like you're ready to strap on and just get organized and malicious style and just do it now I'd be I, down. Certainly I certainly just don't don't disagree with that there are 80 if it's true 80 million of us yeah that are reasonably like-minded yeah um, so it's just getting organized and figuring out like, like those four boxes of Liberty, you know, you got the soapbox preaching, talking, and they want to censor us. You've got the, um, you've got the, um, the ballot box, but you know, they're hijacking, hijacking and stealing elections. You've got the jury box. So you have jury nullification. And that's what people don't talk about a lot is the way that that was designed by our founding fathers is let's say there's a bunch of unjust, tyrannical laws, a well-informed jury can disagree with all that and just cut you loose anyhow. Yeah. It's one of the most critical safeguards of liberty. And it's often like every attorney on both sides lies to the jury and says, oh, I know. you must do this or you must do that. No, it's called jury nullification. They can find you guilty of something and say you have to do 10 push-ups and go home. Like literally, yeah. it's a check against tyranny. They And a jury of your peers, you know, this whole idea of it's supposed to be people that don't know you, have never heard of you, so they're utterly objective. That's not the design. The people that should judge you if you potentially screw up and you're innocent before guilty, it should be very hard for the state to take away your freedom. They should, of course, know who you are and your character. Right like that so the whole, you. yeah okay. and then so those are the three boxes that lead up to what avery's saying so you've got the soap box uh ballot box jury box and then the bullet box and i <laughs> and, and you're right that we're got to be we have to be close to that because there's no other solution you know the founders in that colonial era they're kind of like us they would meet with the english they would negotiate they would look for compromise they would say look people on both sides are going to die yeah. kids moms so i don't think i think we're taking we're going through our due diligence to then just figure out what to do so yeah that's kind of where i am with it not Absolutely. having a clean answer on it yeah. 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 I think um one of the best ways you can fight against this personally is to educate yourself as much as you can on the constitution yeah. and on the rights that you have as a community and right. your right to community. Come bring your people together and talk to them, educate your people. Yeah. Um and try and fight it from the you know, from the inside out. We got to do it on a community level. Yeah. Cuz I think that's another Thing that happens to us is we get like overwhelmed by how high it is at this level that we don't even think we can affect change but you can affect change if you organize in your own community yeah you know yeah um and they're doing a great job of just um creating a civil war you're either this side and you're you know an activist all this or you're this side and you're a racist bigot oh yeah and so it's it's really hard because if we all could come together, it would obviously be ideal because our, the, the way we believe is like we like he said earlier, we don't care who you hump. 
Yeah. You can go get married. You can have all of these rights that you want. It's your God-given rights. True constitutionalists aren't racist and no. care about all that stuff. We just want to be left alone. Correct. Just like everyone else. So it, yeah. I guess if we could somehow convey that message, it would be better. But they are just doing such a great job of if you're over here, you're here. If you're over here, you're this. You know, it's from tough, a, from man. A political, from a political standpoint, I do think um, I continue to academically study the Trump phenomenon with no emotion. Meaning yeah. it could be a provocateur that was put in there to guarantee the Hillary victory and then something went awry. He could be there to whip up and tickle our ears and say a few things that we like. While meanwhile, I mean, Operation Warp Speed, he was for the he was for the jab. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. People are complicated and it's not so black and white. He could be somebody that ran with that crowd and then change. People can change and he could be the real deal. So I my point on that is I don't prescribe to Trump worship. There yeah. have been people fighting for freedom for a long time before that interesting character came along. But what he has shown is um there are enough people with they didn't they don't know where else to go. I don't think Repub the Republican Party is the answer, but there's enough people out there that says, you know what, we can potentially abolish some of the alphabet soup that the elite are using to terrorize us. Trump pulled us out of the World Health Organization. Yep. Um, so the, the all the alphabet soup that we need to get rid of, the IRS, the FBI, the CIA. None of these are authorized by our constitution to even exist at the federal level. Well, they're, they're all parasites. Terror- yeah, they're all terrorizing and torturing the people. So I, I I agree with you, Avery. I don't know how it's going to play out. I get a little bit of hope, and maybe that's what you pick up, that if you we do have the right, we think the right J- Supreme Court justices in there um, that will uphold a strict interpretation of the constitution if you can get – Congress and a president that will um, just get some of those agencies off our back. I'm not saying it's going to magically fix anything, but it might buy time. We, if we could ab- abolish the IRS, um, you know, and this move of hiring eighty thousand plus agents to go terrorize conservatives, um, <laughs> there's a chance that the backlash on that could we could see some positive change in our lifetime. It's it's possible. I agree totally. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's work. I think you have to just be balanced. Like, don't put your trust in any charismatic leader. Probably controlled opposition and working on the other side. But he, listen to what people have to say. And no political movement is going to help you. It's just like Cameron said at the individual one-on-one basis, just educating the hell out of people. Yeah. Right. And not being emotional. I think you made a great point about looking at it objectively and logically, yeah. and not having yeah. a visceral reaction. Because like, I think that's what's happening right now. Yep. Is yeah. people aren't even arguing facts, they're arguing like their feelings. opinions and their feelings. <laughs> and like you never hear anybody come up with like something legit that was bad about him. It's orange man bad, mean orange tweet. Man bad. Yeah. Mean tweet. It's all it is. They don't give you any sort of you know justification. Maybe they'll pull up the the racist shit that he said and then you show them the full video and show, show the full video out of context. And yeah. it's like <laughs> you were lied to by your media. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think on a one-on-one basis, so what I kind of my upcoming game plan is I'm going to speak to the moms for Liberty group out in North Carolina and just do a lot of education, like the power of words, you know, like 
going right back to like scripture, you know, and God said, let there be light. I mean, words create, they destroy, um, they influence. So just the power of words and just teaching people like over and over again, the basics, that's the best way to effectively make a change. And um, without, without much risk of even getting canceled, just calmly, what's the difference between a democracy and a Republic, right? And take, take the individual or the small group setting through that. Um, what are all of these isms? What's right wing versus left wing, um, et cetera. I mean, we have to get rid of the isms. They're all, every ism, communism, fascism, Nazism, socialism, those are all collectivist, central model leftist movements yeah so when you when you have somebody say you're a nazi you're a right-wing nazi and you're like well nazi means national socialist yeah and you start breaking those things down yeah it's like get rid of the ism so well, <laughs> turns well, out we, that's actually more like your belief <laughs> absolutely you call yeah, yeah gun control Government-controlled healthcare, government-controlled education. <clears throat> the modern left has much more uh, in alignment with 1930s uh, Germany than they would probably care to admit if you uh -huh. systematically <laughs> line up their beliefs. So, um, I love it. Just the origin of rights. So we believe rights come from God, and again, that doesn't get into a lot of any religious bullshit. That's not you saying Baptist, Pep. Pentecostal, Methodist, that's denominational Christ churchianity stuff. So right. it doesn't have to be in a Christian context, but it is a similar to a Christian or a Judeo-Christian worldview that says there is a God. I'm not him. God, turns out. Right. He's separate. <laughs> God is separate from his creation. So it's not the force. God's not in the dirt or anything. And because there's someone really above me, I am actually accountable to god so tyranny is i'm not subject to what you tell me i'm only subject to something that is actually greater than me yeah right. so i'm not subject to the government my neighbor a corporation only the big guy up there and it's such a simple concept but and then rights come and responsibilities come from god and the only role of government is to protect those rights yep that's it i agree and then you just literally just kind of stop the conversation and that's not imposing your doctrine or your theology It's saying, but it, at some, you can't divorce a nation or a community or any group of people from having a foundational worldview, like an atheistic worldview doesn't work in a constitutional Republic because the more people think there are animals, the more there is an excuse to have a the more, they think they're monkeys. There's more of an excuse for a zookeeper to throw them in, in a, in a, in, in a cage. Yeah, that's a because solid that, point. I, I like what you said. Um, yeah. Cause saying, uh, God given rights might like scare some people away a little bit. You know, I like how you said yeah. it's not, it doesn't have to be Jesus Christ to you just as a human being. Yeah, you right. have yeah given rights and, and you know there's you a wanna... kind of a dual founding of our country one was kind of an occultic you all know this i'm preaching to the choir kind of a masonic deistic founding and then you had some actual the uh, the the parallel founding was christian ag-based kind of farmers and um you're exactly right avery it's just um you know the the idea that there is a god pause yeah. 
rights come from that god yes that, that that's it and that's not then you're not imposing then you can go debate your version your yes version of that over a pint go at it hard hug each other go and then come back and do it again in a few weeks that's how it's supposed to work yep i so. yes i completely agree i think there's supposed to be that kind of discourse oh yeah. you know it, oh, yeah. i think that's what drives like better ideas and a deeper understanding of what's going on for both sides is having that disagreement and not in a bad way, but just right. like throwing ideas back and forth hundred percent the wall and seeing what sticks. That's yeah. right. You know? yep. Oh yeah. And we've lost all that with cancel, cancel culture and oh, I know. Yeah. The whole discourse is totally controlled um, quite on purpose. So any meaningful debate just, and then you can't really learn anything like Cameron said. How how are you going to improve without being shown, oh, I was wrong, or I correct. need to look at that differently? Yeah, I mean, correct. how are you going to grow without any friction? Or it's like the lobster doesn't when he if he he feels the discomfort of his shell, he knows it's time to grow. Get rid of the shell. Yeah. That analogy the other day, but that that is I like that analogy. I've never heard that. Through a little bit of discomfort for sure. Yeah. So, yep, yep. Wow. I love that. Yeah, and it's scary too in the age of the internet. It is so easy to get stuck into an echo chamber of yeah. a ridiculous ideology that doesn't have any foundation, but you can go find people that agree with you. And then right. you just get stuck. You get stuck in this echo chamber of people that agree with you and your ideas never change and they just they crystallize, you know? Yeah. And that's terrifying. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I want to switch it up a little bit. Um I think in the end, ultimately, AI is really dangerous and super evil because, you know, now you can have AI generate voices and literally generate fake videos of people. So it can be really dangerous, obviously, but um, I kind of like the idea of why not use it while it's there where it is right now. Um, it's a very useful tool if you yeah. use it correctly. Me and my dad just recently were looking into they have a new AI system that basically does all of the works of drop shipping. You know what drop shipping is, Cam? Oh yeah. It automates I mean, work all at the Amazon. processes. Yeah. Wow. Um it, it does that and now you can basically create anything you want with AI. And I've been really interested in maybe getting into it a little bit. Thoughts? Yeah, be awesome. What do you guys think about it? I think technology is neutral. So it's when it's co controlled in the hands of the few. And there's, a, I, I can constantly say like freedom is the answer to all of this. Yeah. If you're going to be evil and it's something you're selling me in a truly free market situation, which we haven't had, like you want, if the, if people want to try something new, have a real free market. We haven't had that one since before reconstruction, like yeah. it's a new thing, have a real free market. But then if you're doing something evil, I just don't buy your shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if it's a, if it's a corporatist fascist controlled industry and I have to buy your shit, then of course the mad scientists are going to run, run them up. There's no check. There should be 10, 15, 20, 2,000 different small firms using AI and making one another better and keeping each other honest. So I, yep. I, I'm not scared of it uh, uh, unless and until it gets put into the hands of the elite. And then, obviously. right. So that's my thought on it. Has yeah. A lot of, a lot of good purposes. You said. Yeah. I think if we're getting it in the version that we have now, I can only imagine how long they've had at least that version. 
yeah. or what version they have Good point. That, they're, that they're keeping in the Cheyenne mountain up here. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they probably had it since the forties. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. They were using the AI to calculate when all the false flags should go off. So yes. that the neurology will add up and confuse all the occultists. Yeah. <laughs> they exported all those geniuses from Germany. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn right. They did. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm not saying let's go ahead and make humanoid robots that are AI. Never that. I'm just talking about using the technology on your computer. Yeah. Right. To create stuff is really cool. Yeah, I want to make that clear. I'm not for freaking <laughs> robots. All right. Oh, I don't know why we even mess around with that stuff. But no, that stuff's scary. <laughs> They're gonna take us over soon enough. Did you guys see the video of the robot that was? It was like a worker, and it was like after like five minutes or so, it just fucking collapsed. It's like yeah, yeah I'm not self-destructed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting into that little Frankenstein territory and all that that entails. Yeah. yeah. It's terrifying. Well, that brings up, I don't know if you guys know what a homunculus is um, mm -hmm. or the idea of that. It's So it's essentially, it's like an alchemical idea and it's a vessel basically that you make, that you put a demon spirit into. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's what a lot of people think AI is. That's uh, what like, the early ideas that Elon Musk had about it was that it's essentially a, a you know, a vessel right. for something like ball or Moloch to, to be able to communicate, you yeah. know, and have wow. a form. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much merit that holds, but it's a scary idea to throw. It around. is. That goes yeah. into like the horror aspect of it, which. Well, that's I interesting because idols, an idol, like a, an effigy, if you will. Um, that's really interesting because those are containers to park the disembodied spirits from the other side of the flood and worship them and in a certain sense kind of reanimate them so all you're doing is taking that to a high tech next yeah. kind of step so there wow. could be some merit in that yeah um, you know that's why we have a natural um fear or you know with like dolls oh yeah, yeah. That has some, dolls. Sort of a, some sort of a human like characteristic Part of us is like, yeah, that's just a container for a demon. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to park something in that thing that you made with your hands that kind of looks like me, but is a perversion. Like that's why clowns are scary because they're a perversion of the true. You take a real normal face and you stretch the lips out, you make the teeth bigger. And oh. it's like you, you take the true thing and deviate from it. That's what scares the hell out of you because it's plausible and realistic yeah know? yeah so, oh yeah oh yeah. yeah and clowns are terrifying yeah <laughs> to be clear i fucking hate clowns <laughs> oh man yeah. you can't really get into that transhumanism though there's no doubt about it you can take the ai to more of the spiritual kind of level um who knows you got limitless possibilities for evil going down that pathway with it yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if you want to take it like into like biblical, you know, into a biblical sense, I think what they're trying to do, these dark arts occultists, their main goal is to produce the end of the world. They want to bring on the end days. Yeah. Um, and that's what they're trying to do, I think, with bringing in this AI and all these different idols that they make people worship is they're trying to create the Antichrist right. to bring this in. Uh, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, in my books that Avery refuses to read because he doesn't like books. <laughs> <laughs> I nailed your ass, son. There's um, a, the same way. Within, within the One Secret Society, there's two factions. One that's working to bring about the end of the world um, so that Satan, the Antichrist, can set up shop and do his thing and fully manifest what, what they want to do. And the other faction is trying to put it off as long as they can. So to just enjoy, because Satan's already the God liturgy of this world right now. So yeah. they're just going to perpetuate this kind of false kingdom on earth. So one is driven to put it off, put it off, put it off. And the others are driven to like, let's get it on and bring it about tomorrow. So even at the highest level of the pyramid, you kind of have some of this going on. So huh. yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Well, yeah, they want it for sure because they're going to live like absolute kings while we all are slaves. So okay. they I was gonna definitely want to rush it to bring that on for them. Oh yeah. It's they're just going to well, do whatever only, they want. Well, only if they're delusional to think, you know, it, if they believe scripture enough to know that there's seven years left, they, they have to be, they have to somehow think that Satan will win. So they yes. believe the book enough to know who God is, what his plan is, who Satan is, what his agency and, and plan is. But then they, but then they don't believe that it'll play out the way the book plays out. Because from that perspective, the last thing they would want, that you would just want the status quo forever, a world mired in corruption and evil, a tiny elite of, you know, you know, of bloodlines that connect to actual fallen entities that connect to the actual, you know, prince of the power of the air or Satan. You just want this thing to go on forever. The last thing you would want is, you know, so... There, so I I believe in the doctrine of the rapture that when the last person that is saved that c fills the job of uh, vacancies upstairs is saved <laughs> that we're out of here. So their job is to just keep people lost and confused and in unbelief. Um, so I see both sides of it. That's why I kind of write about that. Like one group is like, no, let's bring about the end. We don't need to be in the shadows. Let's just put a boot on in the face of mankind. But that's short lived, short yeah. season, few years. Yeah, wow. So yeah, it's really interesting to step into the mind of people that are into that stuff. Um, kind of a lot, a lot of uh, people who get out of cults like that um, whistleblowers if you will they'll come out and they say on the videos and stuff that i've seen they do believe they 100 percent know they're going to hell but they believe that it's going to be like a big party like where all the, all the yeah time. <laughs> all the people with them yeah a big big evil party that's not like you know eternal suffering no it's so a lot of them lot are more like hellraiser yes yeah, yeah. yeah. a yes. lot of them are convinced oh, Clive barker is is brilliant yeah. yeah a lot of them actually are convinced that satan is a good guy and everything's going to be fine when they go down there you know that's probably part of the master deception yeah you know, exactly bodies just ask those titans from the uh, Greek myth. It's not mythology, but you know that are down there right now. How they think Tartarus is? <laughs> yeah, it's not a good time for the the. You know, P Peter writes about them. You know, being in chains of darkness. You know, 
you know, down there bound and Enoch writes about it too. It is not a good time. It's not hookers and blow down there. (laughs) (laughs) Satan's not down there. He doesn't want to have anything to do with the underworld. Yeah. Yeah. God of this world. uh, And he has still has access to heavenly places, even though he's positionally been kicked out. He still, he still has access to those other realms for sure. So that's another, just kind of, it's almost part of Christian Christian mythology in a way of describing it, that Satan's down there with a pitchfork and all that kind of stuff. And it's just (laughs) not, it's not biblically true, but most people don't read the book. They just go to church and pay their tithe and sing or get entertained or have their emotions tickled and then go home. Right. Yeah. And I think that's um, part of media too. I think yeah. all the movies that you watch and all these fiction pieces that people create, I think are meant to skew what the real message is because they know that not a lot of people are going to read the book if they portray it in this way when you're right. young and they get right. into your head quickly with a preconceived notion. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. It's a funny point as well um, that we're getting into like me. Why would you actually want to speed up end times? Cause when the antichrist comes, if you actually read the prophecies and stuff like that. He only rules for seven years, right? Yeah. That is that, that is a good point. Maybe they wouldn't want to speed it up. Yeah. What's, <laughs> what's, the only incentive there is either um, I'm not saying God and the it's not dualism. Lucifer is just a little fallen angel. He's not God, but unless they're just fulfilling God's ultimate big structured plan of it. Yeah. Um, or they're such narco megalomaniacs that they think they're going to win. And that, yeah. and, and that probably could be some of it too, you know? Yeah. So they want every good, they want every um, rewarding aspect of bringing about the, the eschaton, but then they think, they think they'll defeat, you know, there won't be a second coming and it'll be Satan that's sitting on that throne for that millennial reign, basically. Right. So it's deception, I think. Yeah. Otherwise I'm with you. Why? Just keep it status quo, baby. Yeah. The money, <laughs> controlling people, crashing markets, creating bubbles, making money on both ends of, of um, economic turmoil. It's a good. It's a good gig if you're. That's a great of, racket. I tell you what. Yeah. Oh man. It also could be though that that just can't go on forever, and that might be why they just want to bring about about the full manifestation of it. Because once you fleece America, there's nothing left. Yeah. So it does actually have a shelf life. So maybe it's more like they know they can only do this for so long. You can only print money based by on nothing, based on nothing, based on nothing, and then soon based upon that yeah um, right for so long before it impl- it will implode on itself so you've got yeah. that aspect of it too yeah really in their minds they want to reduce us from seven or eight billion to about 500 million have a tech have feudalism on the bottom and a yeah. technocracy transhumanism on the top with just a few of us that are necessary to be slaves and robots managing everything else and they think that they will live forever i mean they're totally delusional oh yeah so they think they are gods all the billionaires are so into transhumanism yep well because they don't want to die i think their biggest fear is leaving all this material world like this is all they know and that is their god they worship the materialism like you would worship 
your Lord. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so yeah. it's like, yeah, you know, why would it's you want to die? Fear of death and death sucks. I mean, I'm 47. I, we all have little health hiccups. You think about those things, but we have a hope that it doesn't, it doesn't change fundamentally who we are, but you are exactly right. They are petrified of death. Yeah. I mean, think about like Voldemort, what does it mean? Fear of death. Yeah. I mean, the, oh, wow. the meanie bad guys are petrified because this, you're right. You nailed it. This is all they have. This yeah. 60 or 70 year, if you're lucky flash, that's it. My so, goodness. You said yeah. Voldemort means fear of death. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that author so that, that author told those stories in the most perfect way. That's why she's richer than the queen now. Yeah. She was able to boil those, you know, all the themes from the Bible down into this wizard story. And all I the fucking love Harry Potter. Gooders just just crucified her back in the day. Oh, I know. Because she incorporated some realism in the ritual work and did her homework and things like that. And it's like you're you all are just you're throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Correct. She is some sort of form of Christian, and who cares either way? She's literally portraying biblical truth in a way that people can consume it. Yes. So, well, namely, totally wrong. Movie. Totally wrong. Yeah, yeah, namely, like the second movie, he goes down into the essentially the underworld. Yeah. Slays the snake and saves the virgin, and it's like right such a oh it's so beautiful uh-huh. it's a christian allegory like all the way <laughs> yes. yeah it's yeah. yeah it's very very cool stuff love yeah. me harry potter yeah me too dude i binge it like three times a year it's so good <laughs> now they're trying to cancel her because of her yeah know, anti-trans or whatever yeah yeah suggesting that you know her her refusal to be delusional about the nature of biology and reality is <laughs> right. causing her to be canceled which is horrible well and that's it's happening everywhere it's social marxism leeching in through our universities oh yeah um yeah. it's the same thing that happened in russia during or the soviet union it was there back then and it tore them apart through this fucking college marxism with all these ridiculous notions more often than not pushed through the left um i don't like to subscribe to either side but the evil yeah. right now is coming from the left very yeah. much so um just with all these ideology pushes. Um, I'm a big fan of Jordan Peterson. I think he's the shit. And yeah, I've yeah. been doing some dives back into like his older podcast with Joe. And yeah. the first one that he did, he was talking about, and I want to say this is in like 2014 because I think Obama was still president. Yeah. Um, but they were saying, he was talking about him getting in trouble with his university for refusing to use these these words, these yeah. oh. up pronouns yeah that was a huge thing yeah it was huge and now people are going to jail for this kind of stuff in canada and that's what's really scary is we got to make sure that like those kind of infringements on our first amendment don't happen here yeah it's terrible they will it's going i know it's happening already yeah it is it's all marxism it's you create one group and you if, if rights belong to groups, that means by definition, you have to take rights from another group. Yep. That's why none of it ever works. And it's all done just to destabilize and create chaos. And then in, in comes the tyranny after right. you've, after you've uh, destabilized the culture. So it's all cultural Marxism. Like, 
you know, BLM's founders openly admit they're freaking Marxist provocateurs. They will say yeah. it in their own literature has nothing to do with the pigmentation in an individual skin at all. Oh, I yeah. know. My favorite game to play during like the back end of the BLM was like spot the black person at the BLM rally. Right. And you <laughs> can find them. <laughs> oh. White Birkenstock le wearing liberals that want to create misery to feel necessary yeah trust <laughs> yep. fund babies that have no hardship have never had to work a day in their life and now they have to they need some fight or flight in their life and so they're doing shit like that because it's yeah. essential i've always Fair thought funny. the ideology is so funny um you're oppressed therefore you're lesser so let me help you because i'm better that's racist yeah that's like that's that is racist. <laughs> yes. I've always thought that was so funny. Pulling the superior. Let me help you with how I'm better than you. It's yeah. so funny. Well, so how we come in and educate on that one is right back to what defines a person versus describes a person. Yeah. So you, you're defined by your care, probably your character and your actions. If you were to make a pyramid, mm -hmm. you know, it's not, are you black, white, polka dot, yellow? It's, are you kind? Are you honest? Are you funny? Then it's probably, are you a carpenter? Are you, you know, are you a farmer? What you do and who you, um, your character right. um, or your attributes are like at the top. And those are all based upon the individual. Then somewhere down there, yes, there are gender differences. They don't define you, but they're part of you. And then way down there, eight, nine, 10 on the list is probably your ethnicity, where you came from. Right. Um, things to be celebrated, nuances, differences. That's the great thing about America it was never intended to be really a melting pot. It was no, let the people from Poland, Africa, Czechoslovakia, come over here, be an individual first, be an American second, but then preserve the great things about your culture. Right. I want to go to your house on Wednesdays and learn about Polish cuisine and music and, you know, culture. So, well, and that's um, why there's little Italy yeah. and Chinatown and like all these beautiful spots right. where culture is alive and well Yeah, in a place yep. where it's not native. And I think so, that's yeah. So what this. the cultural Marxist does is they turn that if you were to make a list and that's a worthwhile thing that you should, we should really list that out. Maybe your faith, what you believe mm -hmm. does define you in that top three or four, but they turn that on its head. They ignore the individual and they say, no, you're defined by your cross-sectional group. Are right. you, your, your gen, your gender, your race, and maybe are you disabled? You know, they, they find things that should not define you and they define you by them. And by definition, that is racist or sexist or right. prejudicial, if you will. So <laughs> it's very open and in your face that they, they indeed are the racists in America. I yeah, couldn't agree color. more. I give a fuck what your color is. Yeah. Yes. Love my neighbor. Best man wins. How can we? How can I help you? Um, how, how can we get better as a community? That's yes, it. That's, that's it. And that's all that should matter. That's I know. it. These problems you know, are presented to us. We all you know feel this is, way, but these yeah, ideas. Yeah, you know what was great about the '80s? I know you guys see this too. If you look at movies in the '80s, the way you knew that we were absolutely there's always going to be some racist knuckleheads in any system, any culture. But let's oh, deal. Yeah. With they're 99.8% of us. Yeah. You could tell that this was an amazing country at that point because every movie 
was full of racist jokes. Right. Yeah. Cutting on white guys, white guys cutting on black guys through the whole movie. Then by the end of the movie, they find a way to work together to beat the bad guy. The fact that there was not this uptight, and this went both ways, either Sanford and Son going black, black on white humor, and it yeah. could go either way as well. Beverly Hills Cop, you could name any of these movies. That culture, the the art reflecting the culture is like, these people back then are not uptight about race. They're Americans first, having a great old time about some of our differences, and they ultimately just love love each other. They yes. love each other. And so if that's none of those movies could even be made today. Not a chance in hell. No, nope. not <laughs> so, even close. Well, even some that was a little closer than the eighties, even was something like the office office couldn't yeah. go today's climate. My and that had show. a lot of, it's so funny. And there's so yeah. much racial jokes and like, they, they do it in the sense of like Michael Scott, just being a dummy yep. and he doesn't yep. even know what he's saying. Yeah. But it's so funny. Yeah. Right. And it's so, so that, well done. That runs all the way up to 2013. You're right. So maybe something happened and reality did shift and the world already ended in like 2016 or 2012. Man, it was yeah. CERN with that fucking Hadron Collider. Yeah. Yep. 12 when they found the Higgs boson. They yep. did. I know. Trying oh, to bring it. it back, you know, <laughs> chipping away at the firmament up there. I mean, oh my exactly. God. Exactly. Exactly. That's cool. So yeah. you know about the firmament. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I can read. <laughs> good <laughs> oh and i know that water seeks its own level i can i i can look up and see that something that i, I know my eyes can only see a few thousand miles away so i know nothing is millions of miles away so yeah right. I know, I, the bigger the lie the more people will uh tend to believe it if told enough so if you Who can, was that was that the, fucking that was hitler's like propagandist yeah. that said that right yeah, that's his mantra, baby yeah, yeah. So, like, if you can lie about our very nature of our being, the earth around us, the actual nature of reality itself, you can lie about anything. Oh, yeah. So the notion of us being monkeys on a spinning marble in a meaningless, expansive expansive, um, universe and the ultimate meaninglessness of life is only about 500 years old before that every culture said man is some sort of special creation a bunch of gods came out of the sky fucked and raped our women created many <laughs> gods and the, the either a council of gods or the big god said nope flood start over that story is universal um yep. but then somehow they survived the flood and created bloodlines, and that's how the kings and the elite come about, as they all think they're mini-gods. But anyhow, the cosmology of every ancient culture is a flat stationary model with the earth in the center, Polaris up there, and the heavenly, they're not, it's not a floating ball of gas up there. Some sort of, the, the stars are luminary beings rotating around us. Um, every single culture teaches a similar cosmology until the jesuits about 500 over, yep. years ago started spinning a different model for reality itself so yep. i don't i don't claim to have all the answers but i i know we're not spinning right now 500 miles an hour yeah no, well while orbiting a thousand miles per hour yeah so i don't get caught i don't get up to and i yeah so biblically that's the whole thing too is if you can 
if you can make the Bible 1 million percent teaches a stationary and closed model, there's over a hundred or more verses in context that teach the same thing that the ancients and every other culture taught. Um, uh, so, you know, that what I think may have happened is that that whole flat earth, or I'll say it differently, challenging the NASA's lies about the nature of reality, that all got really popular right around when the Trump phenomenon started. Yeah. And, and you didn't hear much more about it because something happened to escalate dividing us mm -hmm. and creating massive civil unrest. Yeah. So were the people like us on to something, not claiming that I have it all figured out about the construct of the universe, but I think we've been lied to. I sure. completely agree. For sure. <laughs> yeah. About a hundred percent. Yes. We've been yeah. lied to. Yes. You know, in, in scripture, the moon is a she yep. and the sun is a he um, in scripture. Isis she, and Osiris. Yeah. In, in scripture, she gives her own light. That's been proven. Moonlight causes very different uh, outcomes than sunlight. She's not reflecting the sun. She gives her own light. So I guess where I was going with that is back to Christians. The people that mock people that challenge NASA's cosmology are mostly Christians. They would tell yeah. me if they're listening to me right now that I'm nuts. Now people aren't going to listen to who Jesus is. I'm I'm creating a situation where I'm sounding like a kook so they won't hear the gospel. And I'm like, hmm, if Genesis 1 is a myth, then so is John 3:16. Yeah. <laughs> take the book the same guy that walked on water, if you believe that, which I do, the same book teaches dragons, unicorns, flat earth, demigods, teaches that Apollos, the son of Zeus, is sitting in the bottomless pit and going to be let out during the end times to fucking wreak havoc on this place. So yeah. you believe the book or don't. <laughs> so, yeah. so christians who i am one but we're the problem we don't even believe our own our own man our own field manual yeah That's right and don't oh, and don't rightly divide it you know 80 percent of it's written to israel under the law and it's for our learning but it's not for our doctrine it has nothing to do with us you know pagan gentiles out here two thousand years later who don't have anything to do with that stuff Right yeah. off of that, dragons yeah. are one million percent real. Whether yeah. they breathe fire or not, you can debate. But um, cultures forever and ever and ever have depicted flying lizards. Yep. And um, right there in the book of Job, in absolute detail, behold the behemoth. There's then, no, uh, there's no fossils because you have to be. Their bones have to be. Uh, what's the word? Hollow porous. in order for that porous in order for them to fly, so they don't fossilize. Yeah. yeah. Remember I've, that story? I've seen that. It's awesome. That story where I was with that chick at the Chicago Museum and they were showing us, I think it's Lucy the T Rex. And oh, yeah. this? I don't know how old you were. I think you're like 11. And I kept calling you and I'm like, Avery, you don't really believe this shit, do you? <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as a T Rex. And they had all these extra bones they didn't know what to do with. And I kept, I kind of developed a rapport with the person at the museum. And I'm like, well, what are all those extra bones? Don't they kind of, what if I took this and put them out here on some? <laughs> 
would that make a little bit more sense? And they're yeah. like, you kind of have a good, that's a pretty good point. That <laughs> so anything that looks like a dinosaur or T-Rex or whatever has never appeared one time in, in any find. You know, that's all reconstructed. Oh, yeah. Or, oh, or, yeah. It's, the, or it's the figment of their imagination. They'll take like one one ankle bone and say, here's what Stegosaurus looked like. <laughs> like, how'd you come up with that? Like, did, did, did any of your insert- other guys? come up with something like that <laughs> or zeros you insert in a fake timeline the more you can be an expert so the experts always want to make things older than they are so if you can say new evidence suggests 12 billion years old um, <laughs> you can say whatever you want i mean i used to do this all the time i'd ask my high school teacher how can you tell the age of the dinosaur bone and he would say well, based upon the age of the dirt that it was found in. And I would say, how can you tell the age of the dirt? And he would say, well, based upon the dinosaur bone that was found in it. Like, like oh, wait a minute. Still reasoning. Uh, <laughs> so, you, so you can, so me saying it's 6,000 years old has the same amount of credibility as you saying it's 6 million or 6 trillion years old. Yeah, so right. It's all a matter of faith, ultimately. Whether you, you know, but you have to, you have, you should be able to defend your faith with a reason, a reasonableness for what you believe. So, you know, things like the second law of um, thermodynamics that say complex things burn out and become simpler things. Things don't start as simple and become more complex um, or irreducible complexity. The I as a complex machine could never have existed even one iteration in a different form, meaning it has always has to have been an I. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. So there are reasons for the, again, a Judeo-Christian or a, you know, forget that, a creationist worldview that says there is a, if there's a watch that demands that there is a watchmaker, basically. Yeah, right. It's in the, that's the origin for right. So the evolution disc- debate is an important one. Um, that's really how they hijacked the schools. It wasn't all this critical race theory and teaching an 11-year-old how to give a blowjob and all that. Before <laughs> all of that, they kicked God out of the schools. Yep. School should be a healthy debate to discuss Buddha, Jesus, Islam. As long as you're not indoctrinating, have at it. Yes, Go yeah. Debate or well, you should uh, teach the kids everything about it without trying to tell them yeah. this is what it is. Yeah. Teach them all about it. Yeah. yeah. Or you can you can take that route, which I like, or two plus two is four, and then don't touch any of it. But when they kicked God out and started teaching kids that they came from monkeys, that's when the battle was lost. Mm-hmm. So it, it it we're we're so late in the um reclaiming the young minds i mean the evolutionary worldview says if it feels good do it you're just an animal this is all we have it's very you know, satanistic it's it is luciferian yeah. in nature yep yeah yeah exactly because if you take it to that level if a tadpole can magically become a hummingbird can magically become a cat can magically become a monkey can magically become a human then a human can become a god so it is right it is very luciferian and there's no yeah. doubt about it or if it's atheistic then it's just totally hopeless you're just a dirt sandwich so <laughs> it, yeah so yeah the evolution creation thing is kind of still the foundational you know where do we come from why are we here where are we going right. type of worldview debate so yeah so I have a question for you then in that case, 
what do you think about the theory that we are experiments and that it wasn't necessarily evolution that led to these other iterations of humanoids, but they were just failed models and that we're like the, the final form, the perfect specimen created by these, uh, these Anunnaki, these creatures the that, Anunnaki. Jumped, yeah, that jumped from the 10th planet Nibiru. Well, I don't, I don't personally ascribe to there being uh, so planet planet is a French word that just means wandering stars. So I think those are like seven of the nine Titans that rebelled. So God's like, you got to go the opposite way of your kin who are going this way. They go the other way. But I think all of that simply matches Genesis six. I think the scripture already talks about the validity of what you're saying. These fallen angels came down to Mount Hermon led by Azazel and said, we're going to take us some wives of whoever. <laughs> Earth here. girls are easy. We're God damn to, right. We're, we're going to teach the men warfare. We're going to teach the women about makeup. We're going to teach co about cosmetics, um, how to make certain drugs and herbs and totally set up shop as gods. And then, it, I mean, it gets really deep. And like, so when they reproduce, they create these demigods, like in your mind, think, uh, so Moses writing in about through, let's see, 1000 BC is already looking back in time saying that the, the these fallen Nephilim were men of renown. That means they were celebrities. So in his time, he already knew that they were already popular. We know them, Perseus, Hercules, um, the Anunnaki, uh, um, Enli, all these characters something it's it's all there biblically that yes fallen angels you can call them little gods came down here and corrupted the bloodline so that there there would be nothing redeemable left so i think the secret societies something happened that you know the bible says that it would happen in those days and comma after that so did Og the giant survived, hold on to the end of the flood. Was there still Nephilim genetic material in Noah's daughter's in law? We know there wasn't in his sons. You know, Noah and his family were saved not because he didn't look at a pair of boobies and smoke a cigarette. No, it wasn't that he was sinless. His generation was not corrupted by yep. this Anunnaki stuff. Um, but then it, something happened after the flood that they came back. So I think there's validity in what you're saying. Did they do it through occult science, DNA splicing? Did they actually fuck our women? I don't think there is it all of that. Something X happened that right. is that it doesn't have to be either or something tampered with the bloodline for sure. Beautiful. And then in the books I write, the male descendants of the Nephilim you know, so the scripture teaches that you get your blood from your daddy, you get mm -hmm. your, your life is in the blood, the blood comes from your father. Um, so the male descendants, you know, there's a scripture that says a certain race of giants called the Raphaim will not be resurrected, it says they have, they die and they, they rise not, they're not human. What's, what's got, where's God going to park their disembodied spirit? They, right. So they, they, they're in no man's land. Um, so the, the male line are the, are the giants. 
the female line become the fae or the kind of the fairy realm. And then you just start doing genetics. You have all this, they hump one another and you have somebody that's one eighth fairy humping somebody that's two fourths giant and you get dwarves and you get all the, I'm telling you the, the world that was makes um, the uh, Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings look vanilla and boring. All that oh, stuff. Shit. <laughs> it's all real. So then I think this side of the flood, they came back. Um, they were able to start some of that up again um, to a lesser extent. And the remnant of that are the secret colleges and societies who mm. are who all claim their daddies are gods and goddesses um, in these covens. They're somehow the descendants of all that business. So that's kind of, that, that's generally what I, what I believe. Um, and again, was there a second incursion? Some people think that um, Sodom and Gomorrah was God dealing with a second incursion because um, it wasn't really so much about homosexuality in the context of that. Remember the angels are, are brought to Lot's door and the people want to have sex with who? The angels. And then it says that they went, at that time, men were going after strange flesh. That means they're, again, messing with hybrids and animals and all that. So it seems like God was like, um, you're trying this again. I'm going to rain brimstone down on you because you're fucking with the bloodlines again. Interesting. So, so it's so the in a in circles that believe similar to how we do there's lots of debates on like i get that there was a flood to give humanity some chance just genetically speaking of having something redeemable left right um, but what if that obviously was not a total judgment because they came back i mean israel what did they have to do to clear out to gain the promised land they kick out the who the net the giants um who's speaking in the verse where he's taught, it's something along the lines of and there were giants in those days some tall as cedar yeah uh, who, well who's... so so that the the reference to um <clears throat> og 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 of bashan um in the book of amos that's there's a it. reference to him being as tall as a cedar so that's so, what i'm getting at all... a full-grown cedar um can get up to about 60 feet tall So if you're a 60 foot tall giant, that's what we've got into before cam is like, you could build the pyramids like Legos. Right. So (laughs) so God stopped permitting that. And it kind of dilutes by the time you get out to Goliath at 13 feet tall, he's a little feller. Yeah. Six (laughs) and six fingers. I don't remember if it's toes, six fingers and an extra row of teeth. Yeah. But again, like a fucking shark. Yeah. If he, if he, if he's not a direct maternal descent, then he still has a soul and he's still redeemable. But I'm telling you, there's some sort of, there's something to the fact that there's some reprobates maybe still walking around today that are direct descendants of these guys. And they are devils on, they are, there's nothing, they're not human. Yeah. You they, think that's what's going been on around here for a few thousand years. <laughs> With what, Cam? Do you think that's what's going on with the Royals? Yeah, yeah. It's some. There's there's something 
like that going on with so remember the old world order we always talk about the new world order but people don't stop and say well okay well what was the what was the owo <laughs> it was the divine right of kings where it's there's no pretense about it you have you know these divine you know little god men who are descended from zeus or whatever and they're entitled to you know to uh rule over the cattle who are the peasants and us that model only has limited you can use religion to get to take tithes and you can kind of motivate people and um it has a limited shelf life so what happened was is the secret society said let's take biblical principles of you know, what does it say in the book of Mark? Is it not lawful for me to do what I want to do with my own dirt? Um, the fact that if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. All these cons biblical concepts, they're like, well, fuck this. We're running out of the we're running out of money in Europe. Let's go start America and let's use principles that are from God, from his word and raise revenue so that we can go ahead and launch, you know, what's on the dollar bill, right? Announcing the birth of the new world order right on our currency. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's, that's why America is such a mixed bag, right? It, so it, it got away from the old world, the divine right of Kings and the new world order is more rule by bankers, high finance, corporatism, fascism. But guess what? Just look at what's the one royal family that survived all of that. And I know there's some stragglers. It's this this it's it's this house of you know Sax Gothberg. It's the Windsors, right? It's the British royals. So yeah. all the old world to new world order is is like a Soprano style gang fight where they they you know they used all the intellectuals and revolutionaries. They wiped out their competition, and the one that's left. That's on top of the on top of the pyramid, still wow. running shit. That's yeah. why Charles, I, a book. I know you guys don't like to read a lot, but you should at least skim it. There's a book called The Antichrist and a Cup of Tea, and you don't <laughs> want to arrogantly assume who the Antichrist is, but it's okay to look at contenders. Correct, um, and it walks through like in his um, coat of arms is a mocking of the Book of Revelation. In his symbolism, he takes you right through either who he is a megalomaniac wants to be, or maybe who he's going to be. Or wow. you know, yeah. So yeah, it, it's interesting. But this back was, to the Anunnaki, was that Charles, think, you said. Yeah. Charles. Well, and I often thought it was going to be. Um, I thought Queen Elizabeth, you know, who had a obviously unnaturally long life, thanks to a lot of innocent babies. Adrenochrome. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but there's something to that. I mean, they they're right at or near the top of the pyramid. But yeah, with the whole Anunnaki thing, I I think we would probably believe almost the same thing with just different labeling on it. it yeah, something of the same thing is covered, and most cultures have that same identical belief. So, wow, yeah, it's crazy stuff for sure. So yeah. tinkering with the bloodline, um, yeah. Um, it's it's really all about subjugation and setting up little god men down here to run the show on behalf of their archons or whomever they answer to and whomever they, they answer to. Right. So yeah. Yeah, guys. Um, we are an hour and 20 minutes in. Oh yeah. Um we Dude. could 
which is fine, but uh, Cameron does have to go to league. So I got a little bit of time. I don't want to cut it too short. I'm having of course. Fun. No, yeah, I just meant we can kind of wind down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to grab a wind down beer real quick. Sounds good. Yeah, sure. commercial break. Sponsor me, Zen. God damn it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So what do you all have planned for the next upcoming shows or what's your creative process to kind of do you sketch them out topically or uh, a little bit? We just talk about ideas every once in a while. Uh, we want to have more friends on obviously and kind of educate and blow their minds. We want to make a series out of that actually, where we just spew this stuff at our friends who aren't really into it. Um, yeah. I had the idea that we're going to do one where we eat a bunch of hot wings, like hot ones yeah, and uh, ask each other tough questions. And yeah. <laughs> I thought that'd be good. I content. love it. Yeah, add some fun in there. I, I've watched all the shows faithfully. I think you're all well prepared. You mix in humor. Um, as you can tell, you know, none of us have arrived and know everything, especially with the disinformation and the control of information. So just the willingness to just go at the issues and try to figure them out and seek out the truth is it's like a huge big deal. So yeah. just again, you know kudos to you guys from just being brave to do this you will get opposition it will happen yeah for sure bring it on (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think people are all too afraid of opposition i think oh yeah like you were saying before iron sharpens iron yeah and the only way that you get better at sword fighting is by fucking sword fighting people yeah and if you sit there and just practice your sword moves in your room all day you're never going to become a swordsman yeah And the three of us would fight and die for people that would cancel us. That's what I just can't believe. Like, yeah. We lo- actually do love our enemy. I yeah. don't want, we don't want any, like the greatest thing you can get to in life is wanting everybody to be successful. Yeah, I agree. Only competing like with yourself, your own objectives and goals. You're not looking to squash anybody. So it's just like, it's all about power and control, honestly. So oh, yeah. very much so, but I think yeah. it says more about us than it does about them. And in the end, your character prevails. And yeah. I would do it again and again. Like, I don't know. Some of us are put here for light and some are cattle to be led. Yep. And we have to be good guard dogs, dude. Keep the definitely. wolves out. Definitely. Yep. I definitely got a little bit cynical along the way there. I used to think everybody was a shill working for the other side. And I've kind of come back to a little bit more grace. And, like, things are just not always black and white. Like, yeah. Even like if out like Alex Jones says like for a while he would never he would never go far enough to like name the actual secret societies involved. But then he later explained himself and he said, Well, in his belief, it's not it's that within those different societies, you know, that evil isn't just exclusive to this group or that group. So he just wanted to take on evil. It's a reasonable explanation, but um you know, the fact that they, what they've done to him, it's, it'd be awfully hard for him to be an actor at this point. So, right. Um, it just awfully hard with, you know, he, he is the test balloon for eliminating the first amendment in his, in his show trial. Um, Yeah. Some fucking kangaroo court kangaroo court. He couldn't even defend himself. He couldn't even say the words. I'm innocent. The whole the whole trial was about how much he was going to be punished. Not exactly if he was guilty or innocent so along the way i you guys will probably go through this you get so hardcore you like kind of see like enemies everywhere and it's probably not always the case it could be you know um they can also 
you should never, you know, they're going to disappoint you and say something you're going to disagree with too. So right. ultimately I, I now, um, swallow the meat, spit out the bones. And there's I like, love that. there's always good information, but Hey, if they're paid by the other side, thank you for giving me some good information. So right. that, I guess that's a little bit of advice. Like don't stop watching. Like if David Icke says something you don't like or whatever, they might have 90% good information and you can discern the other 10. So correct. Yeah. yeah. God, that's a great saying. Swallow the meat and spit out the bone. Yep. I love that. Always good content. And then you're none of us are ever going to fully get all of it anyhow. So I don't yeah. think we're meant to. I think the keepers yeah, no. of the light hide that truth from us, you know, on purpose. Yeah. They, you can look back one on side the- a little bit and another side a little bit and they yeah. compartmentalize it. And then they're like, all right, dance. <laughs> yeah. back on things you said five years ago and be like well i disagree with what I, the five year ago version of me said oh i know so. I, i'm excited to listen to this in five years and be like oh yeah. i can't yeah <laughs> you yeah. know Same. Same. Yeah. oh so funny. yeah gotta say you guys are both looking good um but why is the uh oh. why is the right arm bigger than the left arm both of you hey whoa <laughs> what Man, Jack, jg angle <laughs> dude the it's camera just starts things, son. It's <laughs> my beer drinking arm. Yeah, yes. true, true. <laughs> what are you drinking lately, Avery? We're both rocking. What Corona. Rocking? Corona. Yeah, I, um, I, so I've been going through all the shitty American beers to kind okay. of really figure out what my favorite is. <laughs> um, I was, I think Coors Banquet will always be my favorite, but then A I went to Miller. Man. Yeah, I went to Miller Lite. That's really good. I, I don't mind Miller that Lite. at all. Guess what I'm drinking now? Bush light. Bush. Like a, proper, <laughs> like a proper hillbilly. I like them. Hey, hug and hillbilly. They're the reason that we haven't been steamrolled. So yeah. gun tone hillbilly, baby. That's a yeah. very good point. Hate them or love them, but they're keeping the boat floating. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'll probably – obviously, Corona is my all-time favorite. Can't yeah. beat a Mexican lager. Um, I think I'll probably always go back to Coors Light, though. Yeah, I love no Bud Light, banquets. obviously. Yeah, no Bud Light. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to spontaneously combust drinking a Bud Light or anything like that. I, gotta, <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen anymore. I love probably, those videos. They're probably putting experimental mRNA tech in the fucking Bud Light now. Yeah, that's what the whole push was. <laughs> uh, uh, you know how corrupt our medical industry is, and I work in it. But and there are, but again, there are some solid people trying to fight that system from within too so i had a doctor's appointment today just on some getting you know upper 40s kind of guy stuff and my doctor i told is a she's a woman and i said yeah i don't have any mrna or nanotech in me my yeah god-given and you should have seen how many times (laughs) you amen to that so again something can be systemically like totally opposite of what we believe but there's still little like heroes trying to fight that shit you yes. find some good ones once in a while yeah um in that realm have you ever heard of um andrew kaufman yeah yeah uh-huh he's very yeah. a- avery have you ever heard of him uh no go ahead and tell me i might it might so, spark something so dr andrew kaufman he created this it's like either a movie or a documentary that came out recently called terrain Okay. But essentially, he pushes this idea called terrain theory. He doesn't believe in viruses. Ah, he thinks he believes in something called an exosome, 
which is the byproduct of uh, cellular degeneration. When your okay. cell breaks down and what they see, how they like see a virus is they'll look under a microscope of your damaged cells and they'll be like, oh, wow, look, there it is. Yeah. But what they're looking at is an exosome, a broken off piece of your cell. But okay. it's present every time that there is this reaction in your body. And I don't know if I necessarily subscribe to it. Right. The indoctrination's deep in the in the school system. So I, I very much believe in oh, excuse me, viruses. Yeah. But it's very compelling when you hear him talk. Eddie Bravo had him on. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. That's the scary part about the world right now. Yeah, I know you have to really triangulate things, read something that's very much biased for against, then try to find something real vanilla and neutral that doesn't have any, you know, dog in the fight, coalesce all of it and try to try to humbly land on something. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's hard. It really is. And what's sad is nobody's doing that. They're not using the scientific method to look at one side, look at the other side, look in the middle, compile it. What they're yep. doing is they're listening to their one side that they they trust, and then they almost, you know, push off any ideas from the other side, regardless of what the ideas are, because it's not their team. Yep. It's totally. Weird. Oh yeah. It's weird what's going on, man. Ooh. All right. I well, can tell he's done. Yeah, it's that time, <laughs> gentlemen. This was enough. beautiful. I yeah. I had such a great conversation. Oh. Awesome. Got that sword on him. Get always. the sword going. Oh, always. I, I need to start I'm keeping my sword. My Gan- I'm gonna get my Gandalf pipe going. And Hell yeah! Just relax. <laughs> um, but yeah, yep. Keep up the great work, guys. This was a blast. Thank you for yes. Having. Of course, Thank yeah. We'll get so you back much. on. And yeah, we got to get you back on soon. We'll go into the bloodlines yeah. or. Yeah, we'll go deep. On- shit. I yeah, know we man. we went on quite the 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 tour of topics. That's that what happens. It. Yeah, that's it. what it's, happens. Yeah, we don't try and structure it too hard, and so it, the conversation just flows. And I like that better. I yeah. Like so yeah, All right, guys. man. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on, Avery. Don't yeah. sign off. Are you down to do an outro with me before? Yeah. And, and Avery will be in town soon, Cameron. So make sure you all come over to the house. Yes. When are you in town? Uh, I get in on Saturday and I don't leave until the following Sunday. So no shit. I'm going up to the Valley tomorrow and we'll be there for like two weeks. Really? Fuck right. it. Let's do a Sick. live podcast. I'll bring all my shit. Yo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, hope, I hope I guys see you. I see you guys at the house. That'd be great. I yeah. would love that so much. Let's do it. Uh, right, dude, guys. Zane, thank you so much, man. Have a yeah. great rest of your night. Thank hey, you. Dog. See you son. Bye-bye. Yeah. Okay. Bet. Hell yeah, dude! Beautiful episode. Yeah, Holy I told shit. you, man. He's his brain is just like. Wow, my, yes, it is. My mind is blown. I felt yeah. like a monkey for like the first half. <laughs> I know. I noticed we both were like just sitting there absorbing. It's so I funny. I would have a thought, and then he would say a couple more words, and I was like, "Oh, that thought's gone." New thought <laughs> every time. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. That was very cool. Um, I knew I knew he'd be good for this show. Yes, yes, and that's perfect. <laughs> You're gonna be in town. Let's do a live something or other. Let's do it. That'll be so fun, bro. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, I just wanted to do like a little outro and yeah, tell people about what's been cooking on okay. the stove over here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you've listened this far, God bless you. Um, and also we have a new Instagram at Live from the Layline spelled like the title of the podcast on there i've got my link tree in the bio 
we've got the YouTube feed, so you can watch the video if you'd like, if you're listening on um, Spotify or whatever. And then we've also got the Patreon link. Yes. All right. Now is time for you guys to show some support. If you want yep. the show to grow, because it will, I will put all that money back right into the podcast, get you stickers. Just look at, look at what the deal is. I yep. think you'll enjoy it. Um, but yes, I'll check it out. We're going to get some t-shirts working if we get enough patrons early enough. I want to get some merch that we can wear on there. Yeah, that'd be sick. Because that would be dope. Rock a little new t-shirt maybe every couple episodes or something. Yeah, yeah. I would love that. I would love that. Well, I won't waste too much of the people's time, but yeah, I just want to let oh, everybody good? know. Yeah. Go to the fucking Instagram, follow, Linktree, Patreon, subscribe, and who knows? I might shout you out. Do it or perish, honestly. You what? I said do go and do that or perish. <laughs> Peasant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Avery, you yeah. shit, my brother. I appreciate yep. you. You too, brother. Good one, man. I I'm, I'm excited. Yes, yes. All right. See you later, folks. All right, later, man.